<laughs> Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Joe Madden. It is your NFL show. Of course, we do this every single Sunday for years, right? We've been doing it, and of course, uh, we've got tons of of cappers with us today. I was just telling Joe, it's my first of a half dozen shows I do with her on Sunday. It's a lot of Joe, but it's good. It, I mean, there were, there are a lot worse places you can be. I'm sure you guys are all shedding a tear for me out there. <laughs> two, two, six shows with uh, Joe today, but uh, Joe, how's it going yeah. this morning? Yeah. <laughs> it is good. I'm excited for the six shows with you, Mitch. It's not, um, there's no cyanide later. I like, it's going to be a great day. I like to call it, I like to call it a half dozen, you know, it's like, you just, we'll call it what it is, you know, it's a half dozen, dozen shows, but, uh, you know, we do, uh, Joe and I do, I don't know, what do we figure, we had a number on it, what was it? So we do six on Sunday, we do yep. two, no, we do one, two, three, four on Monday, so that's ten, and then at least two a day, at least three a three day, a day. on all the other, yeah. four a day on all the rest of the other days. It's like, oh man, uh, well, it's a, like I said, a lot worse places, uh, you know, the, that I could be, uh, live in Maui and get to do shows with Joe Madden all day. It's, I'm sure you guys are just, uh, feel, don't worry, stop worrying about me. <laughs> just stop, <laughs> stop worrying about me, but got NFL action today. We're already underway in London. Um, you know, my, I picked the Jaguars to not win a game all season long and, uh, they're definitely doing their best to uh, keep that <laughs> prediction alive. They are absolutely horrid. And, uh, the Dolphins is clearly a different team with Tua in at quarterback. It, it's um, night and day. And, you know, I, I still have hopes for this guy. I, I know that a lot of people are down on him, but, you know, we saw him take really big strides in the preseason. And, of course, this year he's been injured. So it's, yeah. it's been tough to, t- tough to tell um, exactly what he did. But when he has been in there, um, he hasn't been bad. The guy can make all the throws. He's a lot more mobile than than uh, people give him credit for. We've seen that already in this game, and uh, the Dolphins missing you know two of their top wide receivers in here, but no problemo as uh, you know everybody else kind of picking up the slack here. So um, you know it's I don't I don't love these London games. They start at three thirty in the morning for me. I know that all of Hawaii is up, and you know. Quite frankly, I'm up. I'm up anyway. So I mean, all of Hawaii's up because Tua is playing, and if Tua is in, um, they're they're all playing. So you know, pretty exciting stuff for for us here. It's it's a weird thing. Um, Hawaiian sports. Whenever there's a player that was uh, born in Hawaii that plays in a professional game, they basically preempt all programming to to show they're at bats. Like if Marcus Mariota has completed six consecutive passes, you know, it's like. Seriously, comes across the bottom of the TV set. It's that big. It's almost like a surfing contest. Wow, it's almost as big. I love as, that. Yep, like they'll show like of of a of a major league baseball game. Like the major league baseball playoffs for for the night will be Colton Wong at bats. That's it. Really? Yeah, that's the okay. only major league baseball coverage they'll show is like oh. Colton <laughs> Wong at bats. It's, well, it's that's crazy. really cool. Yeah, it's they're really you know they they love the locals here and and that's you know the way that it is but uh, of course we love our guests that we have every week here on the show and um we have uh, a good roster today i'm looking in the uh i don't know tony t calls it the green room so i don't want to steal his name we, i'm looking in the green i'm look i'm looking in the green room and i see uh i see he, he 
Rod, Jovan. I see Al Ninos in there. I see Joe and Dion. See Chris Ruffalo. I see Ron Romanelli and Bitla. And we know Big Al McMorty is going to slide into that green room anytime now. Yeah, he, he just shows up. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but you guys can uh, let's see what we got. So, trying yeah, to... we've got a great lineup. It's going to be a lot of fun today. Yeah, James Clark so, couldn't. It make, always is. James Clark couldn't make it today, but. Um, like I said, we got plenty of people that can, so uh, we're excited for it. You know, how about yesterday's college football action? It was um, it was an interesting day. I started off the day gangbusters, and I really ended the night just horribly. I just could not get anything going. Um, I had Liberty thirty-two point favorites. They lost outright in that game against Louisiana Monroe. It just, and that I couldn't of, believe what I saw in that game. Well, they just, I was blown away. They had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to score touchdowns. They walked with nothing every single time. And then, then they started the turnover thing. You know, when you start turning the ball over in your own end, you can't win um, at, no. at, at that level. And it's going to happen. Thankfully, it only counts as one loss. Um, it's not like I played them on the money line or something. So uh, yeah. I know I'm sure there are some people out there that did. But um, Arizona State sure felt like a double loss last night oh. going to bed, um, seeing them up and then waking up to a loss. I could not believe that. No, nah, it's like, so let's bring in Joe and Dion. So, you know, um, yeah, it was just it was just one of those days. It was like. So the Sharps got pummeled out of the gate. They Indiana was like the sharp play of the day, right? Because they were so much smarter than everybody. And they just got, I mean, they were lucky to be in that game, right? I mean, they, it was all Michigan State from start. It was a physical beatdown, right? But it was like they just kept hanging around and hanging around and hanging around. And Michigan State yeah. was just basically keeping them in the game. And then there was like, you know, these bad pass interference they did down by the goal line. There was no way that was going to be a complete pass. They extended the drive. They ended up getting a touchdown on that one. But, um, and then the Sharps, they kind of got even with Purdue later on in the day, you know, on that one. So it was kind of one of those days. But, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not a big believer in the sharp money moves or any of that stuff. I think, you know, what we see transpiring on the field, I'm sure the Sharps love the Jaguars here. They're getting crushed. Right? I mean, they're just getting destroyed. <laughs> It's, this this is going to be a fun halftime because I already have a very big bet on the Dolphins and I extended the line out, so I'm going to really make a lot of money here during this show, which is always fun. But Joe and Dion, welcome to the show. Um, as always, no, uh, you. The, you know, I know you had some dog issues. We're glad that it all worked out for Pie Gal, Thank and you, uh, you know, would would he eat a marble or something? <laughs> no, you know. We got, we're I, just like you and Joe and a lot of the other people on the panel. Maybe that's how we all got together. It's because we're all dog lovers. Um, one of our dogs was had a little issue the other night with Deanna and I were working. She's in the office next to me. Pie Gal, which all our dogs are named after gambling. We got Pie Gal, Dice, Teaser, and Kino. Um, Pie Gal, I got up to go get a drink of water, and this is at like at eight thirty at night, and Pie Gal. Uh, got up and she was a little lame on one of her paws. I just thought that maybe she was tired or whatnot or, uh, but we ran right over to the all night emergency vet. And because it was a non-critical injury, 
uh, and they had critical injuries, quite a few of them. They said, well, it's going to be a six or seven hour wait. Normally, I'd either talk my way or buy my way in, but I didn't want to squeeze out another dog that needed immediate help. We waited. We went home. We gave her a, a, a CBD doggy gummy. Woke up yesterday morning. She was still a little lame. We brought over to, we did the show. Uh, thank you for having us yesterday, too, by the way. Um, we did the show. Went over to the vet. Nothing serious, nothing serious at all. Probably just a sprain. There's no, not even arthritis, nothing. So they gave us a little bit of medicine, said, you know, uh, give it a little time, let it rest up. It should be fine. But we were a little worried. And uh, this morning, she's still hobbling around a bit, but she's definitely moving around. So thank you for your concern. I appreciate that. I know. And even Joe Madden hit us up, Dean and I, up quite a few times yesterday. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate that. You're welcome, for sure. We all love our dogs, that's for sure. So. Mitch, I will tell you, if it's all right, we were on the strip last night. We went to go see Tosh at the Mirage. And I've got to tell you, I don't know if anybody out there, I don't know what's going on on TV or in the news or about the pandemic or this or that or COVID. I don't want to get into it, but you would never know it by seeing the strip last night. It looked like it was like a parade. Just, you know, there had to be 100,000 people just in Vegas last night just to just for the weekend, and it was great. In front of the Mirage, packed, crowded inside the Mirage. You couldn't even walk. Couldn't walk. You couldn't like walk. shoulder to shoulder in the casino. It yesterday. was amazing, wow. shoulder to shoulder, and it was nice to see, and everybody was having a good time. We had a few laughs with Tosh. Uh, very inappropriate behavior. I was talking with my bash brother, Brian Bitley, before the show, because he and I are big fans of inappropriate behavior, we, <laughs> and he would have loved this show, so... Now, next time Brian comes out, if Tasha's in town, I got to get him tickets because we could laugh our butts off. But it was a nice night. <laughs> got home. You know, we got out of the uh, – because it went. It was a late show. We got out maybe 1230, 1245. And the, 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 the strip, Mitch, it was like it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You just couldn't – and it was great. To, it's just great to see that. Everybody having fun. Everybody having a drink in their hand, taking their selfies. Just where Vegas really where it should be. And I know – uh, you're overdue for a trip here, so I just wanted to. I keep revving it up to try to get you to come out here, jump on a plane, and come join us, Mitch. That's why I keep revving it up. Well, here's a picture of my dog yesterday. He was pretty stressed out. You could see. I said this. <laughs> you could see. Just really, uh, he, he just has a very, very tough life. So uh, every, everyone, everyone knows that uh, my Sam is. Uh, I don't know. He's not. It's like a lot of people are like. You know, my dog's really smart and all that other stuff. And Sam's kind of maybe community college safety school, you know. <laughs> it's like, but, uh, but he's definitely a really sweet dog. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely. Oh, I love it. He's so cute. We definitely oh, love him. And, uh, you know, he loves the beach. So, I mean, that's that's just a bonus. But uh, what do you got for us today? Um, Dion, would you like to go first today? Sure. Okay. So I have uh, one free play for you today. So the Arizona Cardinals. The only undefeated team in the NFL won both games this season in which they were road underdogs. They entered this matchup in the same situation. The Cleveland offense owns the top-ranked rushing unit in football, but their top running back, Nick Chubb, is ruled out this week. They are effective because they have two ball carriers in the backfield. Without both, they just aren't the same. Baker, Me Baker Mayfield will be, on the run, will be on the run all game against one of the league's best pass defenses. The Browns' defense sprung a leak last week, allowing the Chargers to post 47 points. <clears throat> the Cardinals have an awesome passing attack and will take a page from the Chargers' playbook and exploit the Browns' weaknesses here. I also have some against-the-spread stats for you today. So Arizona is 4-1 the last five games played on the road, 7-3-1 the last 11 games played as an underdog, 
and four and one the last five games played overall. So I'm going to take the Cardinals here. Joe, how about you? Oh, yeah, wait, Mitch, let, let, I know. Are you, are you guys? Oh, let's go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, you good? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> um, this is one, you know, I know we were on the Browns um, for our Circa picks. Um, we've been going back and forth with this one, and I'm still on the Browns in this one minus the points. I really do think um, we just look at the situation for Arizona. They've come out so strong. They've won so many games. I think this is one where they let down in this situation. Um I'm liking the over more out of anything. I think both these teams are going to be able to put up the points. I really do think the Browns off that tough loss um, are going to come rebounding back in this game and have a big one in this one. So give me the over stronger than anything, but I think okay. I like Browns minus the points over Cardinals. Sorry, Dion. I think I'm a, little, I'm a little concerned about the, the Cardinals coaching situation here with all the coaches out with COVID, including head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Um, it's a tough spot to go to Cleveland anyway. Um, it's not, you know, on the road. And, you know, you're kind of getting opposite ends of the story here with, with these two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. It's like, you know, the story, can the Browns win with Baker Mayfield? It's it's freaking week six, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, how many times have we seen a team get hot in week 11 and win the Super Bowl? Right? Yeah, I mean, right. Aaron Rodgers, right, did it with the Steelers. We see it time and time. The Ravens have done it a few times. We see it time and time again. So I think it's a little early to start giving out MVP awards. And, oh, if Kyler Murray can win here, he's going to be the MVP. In week six, you know, yeah. they're giving out MVP awards. Who knows if he's even going to be playing in week eight, right, the way the NFL goes these days. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a tough game. I lean to the Browns because of the coaching situation. I think it's always tough when your head coach is um, – on the side, you know, not on the sidelines. Gotcha. No. It's it's not one of my premium picks, that's for sure. Yeah, it it didn't make my premium picks either. It was right there, but um, I I felt two other plays on the board that I felt more um, strongly about, so I put those out and kind of kept this one as a free play for us today. NFL is always tough. Joe, what do you got for us? Uh, one big free game winner, Mitch, Joe, uh, sports fans. I don't think there's any possible way Mac Jones and the very pedestrian New England offense to keep pace with Dak Prescott and the Dallas offense. The Patriots are counting for just 19.2 points per game, guys. They got a win last week against Houston, but let's. I don't want to get into the debate. Some might argue there was some very, very, very questionable calls that went their way. I'm not going to get into that today, but maybe they got a little lucky to eke out that win. Prescott, over the last three outings, guys, 10 TDs, one YNT, one, one YNT, one INT. Those hooked on phonics books didn't come in the million. One INT, <laughs> Mitch. Um, <laughs> one INT. And I want to tell you why they're why he's really excelling the last three games. It's not because of their opponents. It's because of the, their backfield right now. Elliott and Pollard have teamed up to be quite a tandem of ball carriers. They keep defensive honest. They allow him to open up the passing game. Granted, I'm not going to also argue that the Cowboys' D is not a work in progress. But when your offense is dominating the clock, controlling the tempo, it makes it very tough for opposing offenses to get into a rhythm. And I'm going to be honest with you, right now the New England Patriots have no musical ability. They're not getting into a rhythm anyway. And having to rush their their offensive possessions, I think it's going to make it even tougher than them. Then right now, I'll be honest, if you look at Dallas's uh, upcoming schedule, their schedule is going to get significantly tougher. They really need all the wins they can get right now. I think they get another win and cover. I'm excited about this game. It almost made it as a premium play this week. The only reason why it differed was because it was floating at about three and a half. 
Um, and I always, I always want the, I always want to err on the side of caution for my, for anybody that buys my picture follows me. If this was out of three, I would have probably definitely played the Cowboys, but at three and a half, I think it almost made a premium play, but I still think they get a winning cover here, guys. Joe, what are you thinking? I hate this game. Honestly, we have, uh, I really do. Prescott has been outstanding this year. You guys know tomorrow is like his one year anniversary of that terrible injury last year. Um, I cannot believe how, yeah, how he has come back. He's just come back phenomenal. He's been lights out. This Cowboys team has been surprising everyone. In the back of my head, I still remember the Cowboys team last year that let me down after situation, after situation, after situation. But then we have a Patriots team that's doing the same thing this season in games that they should be winning. They are not winning it. Um, If I'm going to bet this one, I'm going to hit this under. I think we see a lower scoring battles. Both these defenses step up today. I'm with Joe. I love the under in this one. I, matter of fact, I have it as part of my pick dogs parlay, which we hit yesterday, right? With the double Colorado, <laughs> with the hit, with the double Colorados. But um, you know, I think that what we're going to see here is the Cowboys have a pass um, pass defense deficiency. They're 32nd ranked in the NFL against the pass, and you have Mac Jones who refuses to throw the ball more than six or seven yards. He's the king of the checkdown. Right, typical Alabama quarterback here. And what's happening is that um, what we're seeing is like 25 of 31 completions, right, for a guy like Mac Jones, but the ball doesn't go anywhere, right? So what you're going to see is a lot of probably some, you know, three three down first downs, you know, type things for the Patriots when they get first downs. And I think it is going to be not a lot of possessions in this game for either team. For the Cowboys, I expect them to pound the rock. Ezekiel Elliott, normally when these running backs lose weight like that, normally they lose a little something as the season goes on. But Elliott actually looks stronger than he has looked too. I don't know what he's done, but, you know, who the hell knows, right, with these guys. But um, (laughs) it's, he's, you know, the Cowboys second in the NFL in rushing the football. The Patriots, um, you know, they don't run the football as effectively. They have injuries in the the backfield, and they didn't have much to begin with, um, Mm -hmm. to begin with. So I think that this game's going to go under. I I just don't think we see a lot of possessions here in this game. The, The Patriots... You know, Bill Belichick defense, number four against the pass, 15 against the run. It's kind of going to be, you know, Dak, we're going to see Dak Prescott make mistakes that we haven't seen him make. We know that because it's up against Belichick's going to disguise something, you know, right? It happens. And probably going to be a little bit of an ugly one. So I like the under. There you go. Right. It's going to be a fun game. You know, it's, there's like some great games on the board. Uh, I'm like you, though, Mitch. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the, these London games that start early. But then again, if I wake up to get a drink of water in the middle of the night here, it's nice to have live <laughs> NFL football on TV. You know, it's nice to get a taste of that. But there's some there's some gold in them dark hills today. I mean, I think the lines are getting a little tighter in the NFL, obviously. And uh, and I agree with you, too, Mitch. You know, it's way too early for uh, uh, for them to start handing out MVP trophies. You mentioned that earlier on, on, the, on Dion's play. But, you know... What's funny is, you know, you'll read uh, something in the newspaper today. Oh, so-and-so's MVP candidate next week. And, like, t- tomorrow, you'll, you'll read, oh, he stinks. Or, you know, it's, it's, oh, yeah. So, you know, you really can't go by the headlines either. But, yeah, you're right. I think it's a little too early. In college, Spencer Rattler was the preseason Heisman favorite. He's not even yeah. starting anymore. You know, and that's... That's, you know, that's exactly how sports work. It's uh, what have you done for me lately? And, and, 
you know, and I think that's what um, we're going to see here. And I got to say that, you know, what's what's worse than watching NFL football at 3.30 in the morning is having to watch Trevor Lawrence <laughs> play professional football at all. I mean, this guy, is, if throwing the ball into the ground is, is what you're tra- is the is the goal of the game, then he's great at it. But it's like outside of that, he just looks like a deer in the headlights out there. He's got his best days are ahead of him, but I don't think Urban Meyer is the guy to take him to the next level. Oh, absolutely I, I, not. I don't see. Maybe or maybe 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 he's the guy to take him to the strip club. Joe, uh, what do you got for sale today? Uh, Nate, well, I'm proud. You know, when you were on the show yesterday, I had two games of the month that both came in so far. This pro and college football season, 17 and five on big game releases. Three big games today. Mitch, Joe, I'm very excited. My first NFL 10 Dimes play. Only released maybe two to three of these a season. The last four seasons, 11 and 0. Um, I have my Vegas Insider move, 23, 6 and 1. And my 4 and 1, 4 and 1 this year, my high roller play. I'm so sure I'm going to make anybody that follows me money today, Mitch. I put them up on Pick Dogs, a three game discounted package. I was Because I want to get everybody out there, three big winners today. Go over to Pick Dogs. I'm very happy about that. Dion had a good day again yesterday. She's still pissing me off with this college football. She's still kicking my butt. She's still a few games ahead of me. You know, it's funny. It's it's literally like 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 you got you know you got a, you got a 17 time perennial All Star. He's got five World Series rings. He's got a couple batting titles. And then a rookie comes up and he's kicking his ass in the batting order. And all of a sudden I was batting number four. Now they move me to number five and she's a number four spot. It's really bothering me. She had another good day yesterday. A couple well, of big game winners that, and that's because I try and keep my numbers higher than you, so I don't have to do laundry and you do. She keeps messing me with this laundry. If she's still beat, I got to do laundry every week because she's beating me in college football. Wow. <laughs> That's a great deal. It is. Kill it, Dion. Yeah, I hate yeah, Andre. I'm telling you, next week it's going to be he has to clean the whole house. Joe Madden, about 60% in college football herself over here. But, uh, Dion, what do you have for sale today? Well, I have only two games uh, for everyone out there, but they are both very uh, big games for everyone. I have my touchdown play, which is undefeated this season, and I also have my very first Lady Luck play. You can get them both right here at Pick Dogs and finish off your week right. We're the we are the I'm proud to say we are the only sports handicapping site with two two women in our leaderboards for college football. I think we're the only sports handicapping site with two women, um, and you know others are welcome to to come as well. So everyone is welcome, you know, in our community, and that's the way that we like it. And we appreciate you guys coming by as always, and um, we will see you next Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely absolutely looking forward to it mitch look Joe. To it. thank you for having us we love we love doing this morning show it's yeah. great the only the only thing i'm not looking forward to now mitch we started with a new trainer with a trainer yesterday that you literally if it's a good thing i don't i, I have to shut the camera off because i'm going to get up like a 90 year old guy <laughs> on miami Beach <laughs> trying to get up i am so, my butt is so kicked the trainer. as soon as we get off the air we got to go do a little bit of cardio have some breakfast it's going to be an easy day watching football, staying with the dogs, and sitting out back by the pool a little bit because I need to I need to recoup. Mitch, I got to tell you, I'm all, I look like I'm in good shape, but I'm going to tell you, I'm like one of them guys that, that like literally, I look like I'm in good shape, but as soon as you take the pads off, boom, everything falls out. <laughs> I'm going to say yesterday, yesterday, she, she, uh, she kicked our butts. She kicked our butts. She kicked our butts, but I'm looking forward to starting to get in shape, and then literally when I take the pads off, and it still looks like I got the pads on, but... Uh, I want to thank you for having us. I love this show. This is this is my favorite show. And normally mornings are tough for me because I get up so early. But you know, uh, you've motivated me because you're up even before me, and it's and it's three hours earlier than than Pacific Standard Time you are in. So thanks for having us, everybody out there. Good luck. Have a winning day. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for stopping by. 
That was Joe and, Joe and Dion D'Amico. Of course, they are kind of our kickoff, you know, every week on our show and uh, certainly bring the bring the energy and, and, and the fun. So I, I appreciate them coming on every single week. Um, Saturdays Absolutely. And but we have a good card. There's still 11 games left on the card today. And, you know, we're starting to see the bad officiating, you know, early here. They're thinking that people might be sleeping through it. But just a missed pass interference call on a pass out there to Jacecki. And then, of course, you know, flags being thrown for everything else so you, you know, know i'm glad i don't have the game on then i'm so sick of refs i don't want to yeah it's even like, i'm just so sick the of day. these guys yeah. it's like i mean i wish they could get it right you know i just yeah. wish but uh they don't seem to be able to uh to uh to do it right absolutely and, and it's like ever since joey bosa's comment they've just got worse yeah well they've, they've been getting worse for years and it's you know the the thing I've, I've always said about the nfl officiating is the worst calls are not reviewable and that is part of the problem you know that there's no accountability here and uh it it just seems that you let these guys run run rampant um you know and uh it becomes like this ego thing, like you said, like Joey Boza makes a comment. Yeah. So now they have to prove a point, you know, that, oh, yeah, yeah. you think it was bad before. Well, yeah. it's bad. You know, now it's really bad. So I uh, wonder if they go to sleep with their uh, little yellow flags. Yeah, they probably do. But uh, <laughs> I know another guy that uh, is probably in, in a place where it's probably a pretty rough morning. And that's Ron Romanelli from uh, Gainesville, where uh, the Gators just laid down like dogs again against LSU and uh, Dan Mullen, you know, welcome to the world of six and six. I know people say, Oh, you're just a Gator hater. Yes, I am. Right. I was born that way. I, you know, like I always say my, one of my favorite games I was ever at one of my top 10 was when Miami was up 28, three against Florida called timeout with four seconds left to go in the game and kicked a field goal to make it 31. One of my very favorite games of all time. But, um, you know, I mean, Dan Mullen, it's not like, uh, and there it is, the Dolphins in the end zone uh, on a defensive touchdown. Thank you, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you are a star. Oh, wait, no, they, they don't. It's, uh, let's see, they, it's just an incomplete pass. That's all right, though. <laughs> but let's let's just say if he was throwing it to, it out. let's just say if he was throwing it to 91 of the Dolphins, it was a beautiful throw. <laughs> oh, good for him. <laughs> Maybe he forgot what team he was on for a second there. Yeah. He is, he is. Urban Meyer has no idea what he's doing out there. And I could see him going back to the college level after this season. I could Absolutely. See, he's I, not an NFL coach. He's a college coach. Yep. I think USC or Florida, you know, are the place. Yeah. Cause I, so, so, Ron, they're into morning, um, first of all. Hey. So they're into <laughs> Mullen. For, they just signed him to an extension, right? Yeah, so is on the it, last off season. Yep. Yeah, and how much are they into him for now? I think I, I remembered twenty twenty seven. That's what I thought, but I have to check again. But it's it's a pretty decent extension. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of money. He probably makes about in the five million range, is my yeah. guess. And yeah. so he's out to twenty seven. So you gotta figure this is like a thirty forty million dollar mistake. Yeah, they can't eat that. And he's a six and six coach. I mean, we know that, right? I mean, I I say it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, whatever." You don't know what you're talking about. You just hate the Gators. No, no. But this is his resume. You know, shows years and years of six and six records. He had Dak Prescott. He went six and six. Um, you know, he's had when he's won is when he was an assistant coach under really good college coaches with basically all star teams. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's ugly performance yesterday. Just that was another... about as pathetic. I haven't yeah. seen a Gator performance that bad, well, since the LSU game last year in, in, yeah. in Gainesville. <laughs> yeah. like... or, or the Kentucky game a couple oh, weeks God. ago. Yeah. I mean, this is – so, you know, for those of you that aren't as familiar with college football and don't really understand, you know – the landscape of Florida football especially is that the way that the University of Florida works for football is they have one goal every season, and that is to win the SEC. And if they don't win the SEC, they do not care about covering against Alabama. They do not care about any of that stuff. They have a goal. It's not to cover against Alabama. They're supposed to beat Alabama. And, they, and their second goal is to beat Georgia. They're not going yep. to accomplish either of those things this season. Oh, no, <laughs> definitely not the latter, but I don't want both of them, yeah. But this is just not a good Florida team. It's not a good coach team. I mean, I could expect many of these members of the coaching staff uh, going to be gone in the offseason. I'm, I'm glad I turned the game off before. It really, I mean, a ton of my friends went to Baton Rouge for the game, and uh, they're coming home. Uh, they, they tried to enjoy their night in New Orleans as best they could, but, man, just an ugly performance, and, it caps off what's going to be a really ugly season. Hopefully, we can make it to the Duke's Mayo Bowl in the end. But, I mean, geez, just another disappointment after disappointment. And George is going to have our head on a silver platter. Yeah, it's the only thing that, as a Canes fan, kind of made me feel good about us <laughs> getting intercepted as we were ready to, to win the game against North Carolina yesterday. Yeah. I mean, we covered, but it's like another one of those things. It's like, that's not really not what we're after. But... um you know, we've got NFL football today, and you've got, you know, an ex-Florida coach here uh, really making a mockery of the professional game here in Jacksonville. I'm really not sure what the game plan is even here. It's, if it's to get your quarterback to throw it at the other team's defensive linemen or into the ground, well, then they've nailed it today. But outside of that, um, Jags have looked absolutely pathetic. Um, what, do, what do you got for us today? Yeah, the game I'm looking at today is a total – in this Cardinals-Browns game. You know, the Browns, as uh, mentioned a couple times by me on these shows, I think they have the number one offensive line in football. It's a little banged up heading into this game, but I still think that the Browns are going to be able to run the football like they have all season long. And I know Nick Chubb is out for this game, but Kareem Hunt is an elite running back, in my opinion. Anyway, they had two stellar running backs, so I expect Kareem Hunt to be able to take on the workload. Um, and I also think Felton's going to be able to take on some passing down workload as running back too. Um, this is not a good Cardinals rush defense. They've given up uh, 5.4 yards per carry to running backs this season. Other than that week one game against the Titans, Cardinals have gotten beaten pretty badly on the ground. Uh, and no Cliff Kingsbury, like we mentioned before. Um, a couple of the quarterbacks coach is going to be out for this one. Center Rodney Hudson's out as well. So I do think that that Cardinals offense, you know, no play calling from Cliff Kingsbury, the quarterback's coach gone. Uh, offensive line's already struggled, and now they're out their center. I think you're going to see the Cardinals struggle to score. And as we mentioned also, Baker Mayfield, he struggled this season. Uh, the Browns have not really been able to do much in the passing game. Only four passing touchdowns for Baker Mayfield this season, nine rushing touchdowns from Chubb and Hunt combined. So we know the Browns love to run the football, love to chew the clock out and use methodical drives. I know the Browns' defense was terrible last week, but it's not as bad as what we saw against the Chargers. I expect a much better performance from the Browns' defense today. And the Cardinals' defense, you know, has some missing pieces. Chandler Jones is out for this one with uh, COVID, but this is still a strong Cardinals' defense. I do expect them to get some pressure on Baker Mayfield, make his day pretty tough. And I think points are going to be overall hard to come by 
And we have a pretty steep total here at uh, 48 and a half, I believe. I think it opened up at 51, but it's gone down ever since. Um, so I do think we have some under still, even with the line going down on the under. So that's where I'm headed is on the under. Joe, what are you thinking about this one? This is the second time we've talked about this game and as many guests. Yeah, I have to ride the over in this one. I think there's too many defensive players um, on the injury list for both these teams. We're also looking at these two when they match up. Um, Four of the last six have hit that over. I think this total is too low. Um, I'm seeing it being a lot higher in scoring with both these offenses being able to put the points on the board today. Yeah, I, it's this is a tough one because Kingsbury is kind of the uh, you know the straw that stirs the drink there for the uh, Cardinals offense and the Browns. A lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield, you know, right now and Jarvis Landry back in there. Kind of he is a difference maker type guy. He's kind of that security blanket receiver that makes just about any quarterback look better than they actually are. Um, we saw him, you know, with Tannehill in Miami. And, well, I guess he couldn't save him there. But, you know, (laughs) outside of that, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. This is one of those ones where it's like we're seeing 48 and a half. I'm seeing 47 and a half at uh, FanDuel, uh, 48 um, and some of the offshores, 48 and a half DraftKings. This thing is kind of all over the place in that range. And uh, usually, well, if you play your cards right, you might be able to catch a middle here. Um, 50, 54% in this sample that we don't know where these numbers come from. Um, but 54%, um, on the over of the bets, 27% of the money, 73% of the money on the under in this game. Um, I don't know. I usually think these samples are way wrong because they won't even say where they come from. Um, you know what they don't, you know, and it's kind of like what I said, you know, yesterday to big Al is like, you know, when you look at these samples, it's like. Because of the availability of the of the books these days, it's like where, um, you know, where does the the local who's laying off his action to the, you know, to to thing where does that factor in? Yeah. When you look at this because yeah. you don't really even know where that is, and I think this could be one of those games with a six point move. You know that, that you're seeing that sort of stuff happening. So, Absolutely. Uh, but we saw how many points like the Browns gave up against the Chargers. It was like what, 47 points they gave up against the Chargers and the Cardinals have seen now these the holes in the Browns defense. I think I Urban just, Myers I really yelling at himself on the sideline now. He should be yelling at himself. <laughs> it's like well, it's like it's kind of like, you know, if you ever had I had like the big sister, you know, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> it's like when I was really young, you know, it's like Can you make that into a meme, please? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what I, I would say about the Browns' pass rush is, um, you know, I it did struggle last week against the Chargers, but I think the Cardinals' offensive line is in a bad spot. And Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, they are a little questionable for this game, but I do expect them to play. And I think that they're going to be able to get to Kyler Murray and stop that run, uh, stop the run basically all day. Cardinals really haven't had a strong run game this season. So that's where I think you'll see some sacks, some tackle for losses, and those go a long way in catching the under. Joe's got that Canadian Australian thing going. That's why she speaks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Australian <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's okay. We like it. <laughs> six shows oh, today. <laughs> six. <laughs> six. <laughs> Half dozen. 
Poor so, bitch. We'll See be him here. for game game four. We'll be here for halftime of uh, all of the uh, action today. Of course, the early halftime show open to the public. The afternoon halftime show only three games today. Uh, that w- that's just for premium VIP, and then the Sunday night football. We'll be here for halftime as well. Steelers Seahawks. Eh. Um, I I don't know why they're. Put the Chargers, Ravens there. Just switch it out now. Just you know, Absolutely. Why haven't they? Surprise. It's actually the Chargers, Ravens game. <laughs> it's like well, the one that I everyone wish cares they would about. Do that. You know? Yeah. Would you even rather see Packers, Bears there? <laughs> Anything but that. It's like, yeah. Absolutely. I actually games. thought it was a Bills game tonight. And then I was like, that's not the game tonight. I was so disappointed to realize it was the Steelers. Do you think it's because it's up against the baseball game? You know, do you, you think that's why they did it? Or do you think that no. they, re- they thought no. like Russell Wilson was going to play and the Seahawks were going to be good? Because they, yeah, there's, yeah, later in the season, they can, they can switch out. But the first, I think, eight games or nine games, they can't switch out. So this was the set game. Meanwhile, Monday Night Football gets, uh, you know, the Bills and Titans, which should be a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great day of football ahead of us. I, I, I do think that that Sunday night football game is going to actually be entertaining. You know, Geno Smith making his first start in like four years. Uh, he had, he, you know, he looked pretty good against the um, the Rams in, when he came in for uh, Russell Wilson. But we'll have to see. I think Steelers are probably going to get a lot of pressure on him and force his hand pretty early. Well, it's one thing when a guy comes off the <clears> bench <throat> and the team hasn't game planned or planned for him. It's another yeah. thing when you know who the quarterback is going to be and you operate your game plan around this guy's tendencies. Geno Smith is really not really the same quarterback as Russell Wilson. So when you're playing for a guy that's supposed to be sweeping around the pocket and you kind of have guys that are closer to the line, it kind of leaves those downfield passes open, right? So, and that's really the way that, that so Geno Smith was able to exploit that, if, of course, when we needed him the most, which was at the end of the game and he threw the interception. But, um, <laughs> you know, that, but outside of that, I mean, it was, you know, it's basically like you're preparing for Tom Brady and you get uh, Murray, you know, it's like, it's, you know, or the opposite way. You're preparing for Kyler Murray, you get Tom Brady, right? It's like you can't really do it. And, you know, that's why we, that's why the two headed quarterback works. Right. It's like, you know, we've seen the two headed quarterback. It doesn't always work, but we've seen it work before. You know, where you guys, the teams have two different quarterbacks. Yeah. Anyways, Ron, what are you selling today? Yeah, today I uh, got my NFL Super Sunday trio. My top three plays in the NFL against the spread. Really liking these plays. One of them in the one o'clock slot and then two of them in the four o'clock games. Um, so check it out at Pick Dogs Premium. Looking for a three and oh sweep and a nice winning NFL Sunday last week. And uh, looking to bounce back from a rough Saturday yesterday. Definitely not our day yesterday's, but looking to win it today. All right. Well, thank and you I'll much. be watching the game at Grandma's with Sunday dinner. Uh, some meatballs and pasta. Can't wait. What time? How was the concert at? last week? Oh, it was great. It was. It felt so quick. It was really, a, honestly, a quick show. But uh, tons of people, sold out crowd. Just a. Uh, a great environment. I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest Harry Styles fan, but I thought he put on a good show. Yes, you are. <laughs> My it's, girlfriend it, loves it. It's okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, I, I think he's actually pretty talented. Not a big fan of One Direction, but I like his solo work. Oh, you're you're a huge fan of One D. I got my poster hanging up. You can't see it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you've earned watching football all day, so enjoy oh, it. Yeah, I did last week. Couldn't watch a single game, so I'm sitting on the couch and not moving. 
Good for you. Enjoy and best of luck in your bets today, Ron. Thank you. Good luck, everybody. All right. That was Ron Romanelli here with, uh, I like, I like always like talking Gator football with them. It's, I think that even though Ron's not originally from Florida, I think football fans in the state of Florida really know their football. It's like most of them, if you've lived there most of your life or have been there a long time, that was all we ever had. We never had baseball teams or hockey teams or any of that stuff or basketball teams. We only had football for the longest time. Um, so, uh, you kind of get a different perspective on it all, uh, as it goes, but we've got a lot more guests with us today. And, um, next we're going to bring in Al Ninos, who, uh, definitely is more, you know, looks at uh, a lot of different sports as well. He kind of covers, um, whatever is, whatever is going on out there. And, you know, we have different types of handicappers and Al, I think generally, little favorite heavy for me, but that's, you know, that's his own. It works for him. You know, I like, I like, I like the dogs, but, um, Al, welcome to the show. Thanks. Uh, thanks Mitch. Yeah. We're, uh, I know a little, maybe, maybe a little, uh, heavy favorite, but I'd yeah, looking, uh, well, I don't want to give too much away, but we'll get to our picks in a second here. Um, but I, I'm just talking like you're a Yankees Dodgers guy and it's like, it doesn't get any more public favorite than that. You know, it's like, I mean, that's pretty much the two. I did biggest... lay off the, I did lay off the Yankees quite a bit this season. You know, they went through, they had a pretty rough patch there. Uh, did take a couple losses before learning my lesson. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I stayed off them for a while. Yeah. The Yankees just rough season. They did try to put a little run together at the end, but it was a little too, little too late. Uh, but yeah, um, Dodgers fan. And, uh, you know, I love my Lakers. I like my Raiders. It's easier for me to take a certain amount of points against uh, against my teams that I root for than uh, especially Dodgers. Last couple of years have been really good, actually. So a lot of wins coming in their way, and uh, a run and a half usually isn't enough for me to go against the Dodgers. Especially if you end up playing juice without run and a half doesn't 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 do much for me. Well, what do you got for us today? Uh, well, uh, first game we'll be looking at is the uh, Texans at uh, the Colts. So, uh, big, uh, big dog here. Uh, Texans coming into Indianapolis. Uh, they're losing uh, 25 to 22 to the Patriots. Uh, you know, obviously not a very good team. Probably one of the worst teams in the league. Just uh, one and four straight up. But uh, they are uh, three and two against the spread. So, uh, that's really what we uh, look at most of the time here. Um, Colts also three and two against the spread, but you know I don't see them covering as double-digit favorites too often this season. Their only win—they uh, are sorry, one and four uh, straight up. Two, uh, their only win uh, did come by ten points. There's still a lot of points to be given up in the NFL, and I do see a lot of uh, ten and a halves and some uh, some elevens popping up here for Houston. So uh, they also have, uh, which Houston also has one of the worst defenses in the league. Not not a very good offense at all, but uh, it's not like the Colts have an elite defense either. They've given up 25 points in all their games, so I expect Houston to to get enough points on the board here in what's expected to be a low-scoring game uh, to cover these uh, 10 and a half, 11 points, and maybe uh, wait closer to kickoff and get a better number with some money still coming in on uh, on the Colts as huge favorites here. Joe, what are you thinking? I can't do it. I can't. I can't take the Texans to um, cover the spread. When we look at them against the Colts, they suck at covering the spread. They're one and five against the spread in their last six. 
versus this Colts team. Um, we look at Wentz. Um, Mitch, I know you don't like Wentz, but why, 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 do we have games, to, why do we have to look at Wentz? <laughs> well, because in the last two games, he's had a 71% completion rate. I'm, so, not, I'm not looking at Wentz. <laughs> well, we have to, and except his O-line has really let him down. He's got sacked over and over again because his offensive line has let him down. This is a Colts team that needs to come out. They need to get a dominating win in this. I need the Texans to be the worst team in the NFL. I'm on the Colts minus the points in this one. The worst team in the NFL is playing in Tottenham right now. I know. So, yeah. so, <laughs> they say one of the worst. They didn't say the worst. <laughs> oh, no. I need the Texans to be the worst. Joe has a future bet for oh, the Texans yeah, yeah. to be the worst. But anyways, yeah. I think that, um, you know, the, the Colts get Hilton back today. And, oh, my, what is Trevor Lawrence even doing? You run backwards 15 yards, like, really, with your back to the defense and then throw it over your shoulder out of bounds. What kind of play is that? Who drew um, that one up? But anyways. He might so, as well have sat down. Yeah, he's, I mean, this guy is just, I mean, he just looks lost out there. Flores has really drawn up a fantastic defense Run, he's disguising the blitzes really well. Lawrence just cannot see them coming. But, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, getting T.Y. Hilton back for the Colts is a big thing for all of us because now Wentz has no excuses, right? I mean, yeah. so it's like, you know, well, Joe apologized for him all day and, you know, try and paint him to be better than he is, but he's he stinks. I mean, Carson Wentz sucks. And I just I can't put one penny of my money anywhere near him. And I just think taking the other side is just, you know, it's it's either take the Texans, Texans money line, or or uh, don't bet the game. Because, I mean, the best thing for us all is to not bet the game. Because this way we don't have to watch this guy. Yeah. You know, I it's, yeah, that's pretty much what I said. Yeah, it didn't make any of my premium plays, but if I'm going to take it, it's definitely not the Texans. The thing is, he's like he's like Trevor Lawrence, but he's several years into the league. He does the exact same things. I mean, it's like. He does, but the last two weeks, he has hit a 71% completion rate. He has. Yeah, because they don't let him throw the ball anymore. Yeah, that is very true. It's like because they've been handing the ball off. Yeah, and Houston has to, struggled uh, and struggled and struggled offensively this season. Oh, yeah. well, I can't get behind I'll tell them you at what, all. I've struggled. I've struggled when I've had to watch Carson Wentz play football at the professional <laughs> level. It's 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 not easy for me. I do expect them to run the ball again a lot today. The Houston's defense has been worse against the run than uh, than the pass. So so again, I'm hoping uh, they expect that too and try to get a couple third downs and force some bad plays out of Carson Wentz on third down. At how at how many punts does a punter start to get fatigued? Because I think we're gonna we're starting to see that from Jacksonville. Here. <laughs> uh, and, no, don't, don't anyways, Al, what, what else do you got for us today? Uh, well, we're looking at one more game here. Uh, yeah, as you said, this this game uh, not a premium, but uh, definitely like the points there. Uh, this next game we're looking at did was a lot closer to making a premium plus I even think I had the uh, the little write up ready to go. Just did not hit enter on the premium plays with this one. So uh, it's the Raiders uh, in Denver here after a very ugly uh, twenty to nine loss to the Bears. Obviously, yeah, they were dealing with a lot of uh, locker room drama, which affected their game in that one. Uh, but I do still think they're the better team in this uh, matchup here, and they should bounce back. Um, 
They were looking real good at the start of the season, you know, and I don't think they want to let this uh, this little incident uh, define uh, their season. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a pretty big deal. I'm not trying to downplay it at all, but uh, these are still some uh, some players that want to get out there and uh, play and win some ball games. So, uh, well, actually, this is another game where money's coming in on the other side, and uh, we're getting uh, four and a halves, five starting to pop out there. It was four earlier this morning. Uh, again, so just wait till closer to kickoff. But if you see that numbers start coming back down, I would I would try to hit the the Raiders here. Getting anything over a field goal looks great to me. And uh, yeah, if you want to look at the money line too, I can't really blame you. I do think uh, the Raiders bounce back and actually win this game. Not just talking as a fan here. I just don't think uh, Denver's been that good. I mean, they they beat up on some weaker teams, but they haven't looked good against the the better teams. So I think they're in trouble here again. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I'm completely with you on this one. I really do think um, people are overvaluing what we've seen out of Denver. Yes, they have a great defense, um, but I think this Raiders team makes a statement in this game. They've had a couple of rough games. There's issues with um, John Gruden leaving, everything like that. I think they have a really solid game this game. I'd take the Raiders plus the points. I like the Raiders plus the points as well. I think this game is tight, tight, tight. I think it's. I think the... Uh... I think the game is decided by less points than, than this spread. And um, now it moving up to five, five and a half, um, I like it even more. And I, th- I think yeah. that uh, just this one is going the wrong way for the, uh, the Bucks. I totally agree. Yeah, sort of kicking myself for not putting in the premiums. But I have, uh, I have five NFL plays there already that I really like. So I decided to share this one on the show with you guys. All right. Well, what do you got for sale today at the site? You got any baseball and uh, Dodgers Braves action? I do have a play on the on the total in that one. I don't know if I set aside everyone would know which one I'm going with, uh, but no, my premium play is on the total. I do think uh, obviously the Dodgers bounce back and win this game, but uh, how big they win it, you could check that out uh, with my play on the total here. As uh, have that sold separately than my five pack in the NFL. Right. Got a long-term pass, and was a great time for it, and you get all the plays. Well, thanks for joining us. As always, we'll see you next week right here on the live show for NFL Week 7. Still got 11 weeks of regular season NFL football. And plus, hey, you doing anything for NBA? Season? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have uh, my season pack up Throw yet, up. but uh, but I definitely will. I love the NBA, obviously. Uh, and yeah, definitely looking forward to that as well. As I said, great time to hop on a long-term pass. Uh, a lot of sports going on and capping them all right now, doing the NFL, NBA when that starts. MLB still not over. Got the NHL going, college football, and uh, well, yeah, college basketball also starting up soon, huh? Yeah. College basketball, November 12th, I believe. So, yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Yes, this is, this is the time. Thanks again, Al, for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again next week. All right. See you then. Looking forward to that one. That was Al Best of luck today. That was Thanks. Al Ninos, and uh, interesting takes there. You know, double dogs for him, and uh, I know the Texans pick, not not popular, and I think sometimes that's a good place to be, you know, is, is on the not popular uh, play. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly don't mind being there myself, so – But, uh, yeah, I just I'm not touching the Texans. No, it's, <laughs> like, 
It's Carson Not Wentz. Not It's Carson Wentz. <laughs> I know it's, it's like... Carson Wentz, but it's the Texans. Texans all together. Right? You hear that drum roll? That's exactly right. It's the Texans. Well, I I I I don't know. I just I just can't get behind Carson Wentz. Just can't do it. It's like he's so bad. He's miserable. It's kind of like almost as bad as Jared Goff. I think he's worse than Goff. Oh, they are in the same category for well, me. Well, they're in the same draft. They went one and two in the same draft. It was just yeah. really horrific. But anyways. Oh, we can decide this one later. We got plenty of shows to do that today, Joe. But let's go to, uh, <laughs> let's bring in Jovan from Boston. Of course, they're ready for some hoops there. They always are. Celtics, um, you know, going to be a factor again this season. Tatum, you know, have Tatum, uh, you will have a chance, as they say. Really one of the best draft picks in recent years that I can remember. He was in that, he was in that same draft as the guy from Washington, right? Fultz. Not- yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was like he was taken after Fultz in that draft. Ouch. That's kind of like almost like the Darko pick, right? It's, it's up <laughs> there. It's up there with it. But anyways, Jovan, welcome to the show. we got NFL football today, so you got your Patriots hat on. Um, probably did not like Joe D'Amico's pick there then on the, uh, on, on the Cowboys in that one. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, if there's a if there's a if there's a will there's a way i think to have belichick you always have a chance especially against a team that well i i just think you got belichick against mike mccarthy and well yeah <laughs> that pretty much says everything but uh go ahead no the coaching um the coaching um disparity is pretty big there you know i will say that yeah you know um, Dak Prescott having a big comeback year, though, and Ezekiel Elliott, like I said, he's he's in the best shape that we have seen him um, in 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 well at all, right? I mean, this is the best that we've seen him. So we're going to learn a lot about him today, and uh, of course, Belichick, he will have them uh, ready ready to go. But what what have you got for us going on today? Yeah, I'm actually looking at this game. Um, yeah, so <laughs> swung it to me, you know, and um, let let it go for a little bit, but now I'm swinging back at it. Um, yeah, so surprisingly, I'm on um, I'm on the Dallas Cowboys, you know, and the coaches disparity, you know, it is what it is. It's Belichick, but I don't know, man. He he might have lost something on his fastball. He's not getting through the plays. They don't have the personnel on offense, and you know, you look at the um history of. Dallas and um and the Patriots in the last 25 years they haven't won since 1996 against um New England, but um I think it's it might be a little come up is coming up in this one, um, you know it's just it the the thing about the thing about the Patriots is you know Brady when he was here he covered up a lot of a lot of um you know a lot of wounds that the Patriots had he was a big band aid, and um you know. With Belichick, it allowed him, it it allowed him having him having him having Brady allowed him to, you know, stretch other things and on the roster stretch it a little bit too thin. But because they had Brady, they was they was always able to win. But now since he's been gone, it's just been, it's been a situation where they don't have the offense to, to, 
they don't have the offense to what's the word I'm looking for to well I'm just gonna say cover up the other ills that they have on the team. So you know they they're in the bending and don't break, but you can't do that if you're not scoring the ball. And you know you know with um Dallas and the the talent that they have on the team and the points that they're gonna put up, the Patriots can't keep up with that. You know you have Mac Jones in the last three games. He's had um, five interceptions. That's no good against a team in Dallas that, you know, the second in takeaways at 12, 12 takeaways, in, you know, early in the season. And, you know, it's just it's just shaping up to be. Now, I, I will say this. The Patriots do have a way to win. You know, they they could the Dallas, you know, they do give up um, a lot of passing yards. And, the you know, the Patriots, they while they can, you know, pass the ball, uh, Mac Jones, just like you said, you know, he, he dinks and dunks a little bit too much. And the plays that they call, they're meant for like, you know, 10 yarders, 15 yarders. And when the pass rush is on him, he kind of gets jittery feet and just throws it up. And that's why the last three games, he's found himself in, 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 the, in, in some trouble. So I think that, you know, based on the, the talent gap between these two teams, I don't, I don't, I don't see a way for the Patriots in this one to get it done. Joe? Maybe if it was six points, seven points, maybe, but not three and a half. I don't know. Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on this under in this one. We look at this game and the Dallas Cowboys defense really has stepped up. The Patriots are only scoring an average of 19.2 points per game. And when we look at these um, two teams matched up, eight of the last nine have hit that under for the Cowboys and the Patriots. And the Patriots as a whole, four of the last five have hit that under. So I'm loving this under in this game. The more we talk about it, um, the more I wish it was one of my premium plays. Yep, and I, I agree with you. I love the under, but I think that, you know, the part of the thing that does not show up in the stat sheet that, you know, shows up when you watch the games is that the Cowboys have gotten some of the most miserable calls go their way. This season of any team, we saw it against the Giants where they did not call the pass interference in the end zone where Tony was basically two-handed, pushed to the ground, basically face first, and they did not call the pass interference on that, which would have been the backdoor cover there for the Giants in that game, um, would have set up a backdoor cover there. Instead, the Cowboys get the ball, score the touchdown, dress up, oh, it just gets lost in the shuffle, kind of like the pass interference in the Michigan-Nebraska game, right? But it actually did happen. And then the same thing in the Panthers-Cowboys game where the— um, the fumble that wasn't a fumble, forward progress was stopped. Forward progress was stopped because the ball was on the ground. And, you know, that's that's why forward progress was stopped. But, no, they gave the Cowboys the ball in that one. Once again, the worst calls in the NFL, not reviewable. And, uh, you know, once again, went in the Cowboys' favor. So we've seen the, the game in, in Los Angeles against the Chargers. I think they got lucky in that one too. And it, so it's, I think what we've seen is that Bill Belichick traditionally throughout his career sucks the luck out of teams. And he does it by disguising defenses and, you know, against mediocre players. And I think the Cowboys have some overpaid mediocre players on that team. I do. And I think that what we're going to see, especially in that late time slot where there's only three games today, the NFL always finds a way to make these games super exciting and competitive. When there's only two or three games in one time slot like that, I don't know. I have a feeling Joe Madden and I are going to be on here at halftime. It's going to be one of these miserable 7-6 games or yeah. something, right? In Foxborough where, you know, it just... And then everyone's going to be saying, you know, how did I not think that, you know, Belichick couldn't come up with something here? You know, 
Hey, I hope you're right. You know, my heart says Pats because I'm a Pats fan. I've been a Pats fan, you know, since since the 80s when I was a little kid. You know, you know, sat through the one in 15 years, you know, going back to the Super Bowl in 96 and then finally breaking through in, in 2001 and, you know, the run that we've had for the last 20 years. You know, but um, but just with, with this team, you know, they have a defense that, yeah, it looks good on paper, you know, their, their stats, you know, their, their rankings in the, in the league. But situationally, they can't get stops in key situations. That's this, that's just the team, how the team's been constructed this year. And that's how they've been playing on the field. So uh, hopefully I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's that comedy between being a fan and, you know, being a, a, a sports better. So but sometimes it's, it's like, sometimes you go extreme the other way. You know, like people can go extreme the other way. It's like, I'm a fan, so I don't want to buy into the fan thing. And it's like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence just completed a pass recently and he just got a touchdown pass. I mean, you know, it, oh, wow. it, it happens. You know, Trevor Lawrence is through. I mean, it, if you have if you have Marvin, you know, if you have uh, Jones Jr. Um, to 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 catch passes, you know, circus catches in the corner of the end zone. Well, it's a nice nice thing to have when you have a quarterback as bad as and you know, it's, of course, the Dolphins' top two corners out for this game as well. But uh, wow! Oh, that hit the ground. Hit the ground. Taking it back? I don't know. It sure looked like it bounced off the turf when they showed it the when they showed it the second time. Nope, they're kicking the extra point. Oh well. This just lines up a better halftime bet for us. Anyways, uh Giovanni, you got another pick for us or uh or just one no, today? That's it. That's it for today. All right, what do you got for sale at uh at Pick Dogs? Yeah, so I have my um, Show Me the Money Sunday NFL five-pack, you know, five plays that, that I like. You know, I'm going to look at um, this um, Dodgers Atlanta game, you know, see. Um, I, I have a I have an opinion on it, but I just want to do a little bit more digging before I um, either pull the trigger or leave it alone. But, um, yeah, five plays, $44.99. You know, I'm looking up at – um. At Big Al right now, you know, I'm second. He overtook me for first place, you know, so it's time to know y'all get it going because, you know, Big Al, he has a long history of being, um, you know, being being a, being a champion at this thing. So, you know, trying to just compete. Oh, you're definitely competing and having a great season. You're not going to win every game in the NFL, that's for sure. You're not going to have a winning week every week, but it's all about the marathon that is the 18-week NFL regular season plus the playoffs. So we uh, fighting the good fight here for sure. So uh, we will see you next week here on our Saturday show, right? So we'll see you Saturday. Uh, next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. All right. Yes. Have a, see you Saturday. Have a great week. Best of luck. It's like I'm reading comments and, uh, you know, it's talking at the same time. And, you know, someone here said, oh, the Dolphins defense looks bad. They're missing their highest, their two highest paid players on defense. They're both, their corners. We went through this, yeah. I think, on a show last week. Um, we went through um, the highest paid cornerbacks in the NFL. Like, who are the highest paid corners and what they make. And they make quarterback money, right? I mean, the, the, these corners are making quarterback money in the NFL because you're not allowed to play pass defense anymore. So you need guys that, you know, when they sick the entire pass rush on them can jump up and, and intercept these lob passes that the quarterbacks um, make. And in that case, the backup for the dolphins was unable to do it um, against that 
pathetic throw by Trevor Lawrence where he got super lucky. But uh, it happens, and, uh, well, that's the nature of the beast. But anyways, we're going to bring in Al McMorty next. Uh, let's see what we got. We got 40 seconds left to halftime. Yes, so we'll have to uh, we'll have Al on for halftime to see what, what he does for if he does halftimes. But, you know, absolutely. We all know I do. So kind of our thing. But um so far though, a lot of good insight and um you know, for a small card, a lot of people landing on the same games. That's what we have so far. But let's bring in Al. Al, good morning. Good morning. You watching this gem from uh Tottenham <laughs> Hotspur Stadium. You got really two uh I think two is a lot better than people give him credit for. You can see just how bad the Dolphins were um, without him, and you see them with him here. Um, of course, they're playing Urban Meyer's team. So, um, you know. And, you know, I'm, I, I haven't had a chance to turn on the television yet. It's still a bit early out here for me in Los Angeles. Um, and actually, I'd like to get back over to London to go see the new stadium. I, I was there probably about 15 years ago at the old stadium at White Hart Lane. So I'm curious to see what the new one looks like. This one is crazy. I've seen some videos on uh, on YouTube of how they changed the change it from a soccer pitch to an NFL, and it's two entirely different fields. So yeah, it's, no, I can I can imagine. Yeah, amazing. I need to get back over there. Yeah, it costs uh, you know a zillion dollars, but you know, yesterday college football um, seemed like uh, you know a little bit of everything, something for everyone yesterday, and uh, you know. As Jovan said, in NFL, you're back on top of the leaderboards after a slow start to the season. Yeah, that I mean, that's pretty unimportant. I don't care if I'm number 23rd on the leaderboard so long as I'm winning. You know, it's not really a competition between me and other handicappers. It's a competition between us and the bookmakers. So, you know, it's, it's you know, Jovan's having a great year, but it doesn't matter who's number one, really. You're just trying to, like, beat the 52.38%. That's the goal. I'm with you. I'm with you as well. And I think a lot of people in the YouTube comments uh, often think, you know, when I do my videos that it's, that I'm in some sort of picking contest, but I don't really care. It's like, if you're making money fading a pick that I made, Hey, go for it. You know, right. it's, I don't care. You know, it's like, I just want you guys to win. It's like, that's why I do this. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is to beat the book. It's not, not to, you know, beat a colleague, but, uh, yeah, so let's 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 talk NFL. You know, one of the things I like about these formats, Mitch, you know, with you and Joe is we we get to talk about handicapping theory. It's not just spouting off, you know, trends and stuff about games, but we can talk about you know what it, what it takes to be a good handicapper and when when you break down these games because I know there's probably a lot of people out there in our audience who want to, you know, maybe a baby Mitch Wilson who want to become a sports handicapper and they're trying to figure out how to do what we do. So it's it's really worthwhile for us to discuss kind of how we arrive at our decisions. And you know, I'm going to use the Colts game, I guess, as an illustration of, of something that I try to do is just a, a you know a general thing with the NFL. And one of the things you don't want to do in the NFL, generally speaking, is lay points with bad teams. And the Colts this year, they're one in four. They've got a negative scoring margin of minus 4.0. And they're laying 10 and a half points to the Houston Texans. And yes, I know Houston's a really bad team too. Their scoring margins negative 10.4. So it's 6.4 points worse than Indianapolis's. But generally speaking, you want to take points with bad teams and you want to lay points with good teams. And there's always an exception to every rule. I know in week two, I took Green Bay. They were blown out by New Orleans in week one. And I took Green Bay and laid the double digits against Detroit. So there's always exceptions. But 
generally speaking, with bad teams, take points. And to illustrate this, we can take a look at how home teams have done over the last 42 years in the NFL when they're laying more than three points if they have a negative scoring margin. Those teams are 579 and 705 ATS. So that's, again, it's just a general rule. You don't want to do it. And likewise, we take a look at how teams without a winning record do. They're 112 and 153 when they're favored by 10 or more points, including 84 and 129 if they're not off a momentum building straight up and against a spread win. So those are just kind of illustrative points um, about why you really don't want to lay the double digits here with Indianapolis. Uh, it didn't make my pick dogs premium play, you know, plays, of course. It's, it's not a strong play, but I'm going to take the points with Houston. You're right. Carson Wentz does suck. Joe, what do you think? <laughs> Let's just say Carson Wentz sucks and get it over with. He does suck. Last two weeks, he has done better. I am looking at that 71% completion rate last two weeks, but you're right, Mitch. He has passed off this ball. Again, this is one that is not hitting my premium plays for me. I'd take the Colts over anything um, minus the points, but I hear you out what you're saying, and those stats don't lie. Um, I just can't get behind the Texans. I can't take the Texans plus the points today. I'm with you, Al, as well. I, I agree with the strategy 100% in that one. And I think in this one, we even have some better angles with T.Y. Hilton returning. There's even more love for the Colts, and we're actually even getting better value on the Texans here than we would have had he not been playing. Um, you know, there's just – I mean, you can even see it in all the comments. The books are doing exactly what, you know, what they, what they, what they want you to do. Um, and that is believe that the Texans can't stay within this, you know, the number with this team, even though we've seen them stay within the number against better than this. Yeah. So, so let's see, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously in Indianapolis, we've talked about it a few times on this show. They were given, you know, the worst opening schedule of any team with five winning teams from 2020. So this is their first relative breather of the whole season where they're going severely down in class to play the Texans after opening up with five teams with winning records. So this could be the exception to the rule where you just say, Hey, Indianapolis is a lot better than their one and four record indicates. I'm going to lay the points here. They're down in class. They're finally getting a, an opponent they can handle. And they're going to blow them out. And I understand that mentality. It's not necessarily wrong, but it's, I'm just saying, generally speaking, take points with bad teams, lay points with good teams. Anyways, I'm taking the Dolphins here on the money line second half. For those people that are interested in the halftime of the Jaguars game, I got Dolphins money line second half against the Jags. It's even money on that one. And then I also like the Dolphins team total over 10.5. I, I think just a, a lot of wasted opportunities there that I think they convert for scores in this one. And we've seen the Jags also wilt in the second half of games all season long. Anyways, Joe? Um, yeah, I was just quickly pulling up those team totals here for the second half. Um, I'm with you. The Dolphins, 100% on the money line. I think they come out and do this. Um, and then I would take them on this. Well, don't even touch the spread. That doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, and hit them on that over. I like them over 12 and a half. What class? Sorry, is it 11 and a half? 11 and a half. So here's the question. It says, someone says, what classifies you as a handicapper, amateur handicapper, professional handicapper? Does it classify the amount of money you make or win percentage? I do it for a living. So I consider that that I'm a professional handicapper, just like a professional baseball player plays for plays for money and does that for a living. Um, that's to me, that's that's the difference. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, Mitch. It's kind of like if you know you can cook for yourself and make yourself a 
you know, a, a steak or you can cook in a restaurant and make it for other people who pay you to you know, cook the food for them. That's kind of what we do, you know, that people pay us for our research. I, mean, I work, as you know, you work the same amount of hours. We're working 18 to 20 hours a day doing our research. That we make, that's pretty much what makes us professional handicappers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean it's, it, I, I, I agree with Al on all, on, all those, on all those counts. And I think there are people out there that have the ability to be professional handicappers that are not professional handicappers. I think it's a, it's a matter of taking the leap and having the guts to do it. And I think on the other side, I think there are people that might be professional handicappers or think they're professional handicappers or say they're professional handicappers that aren't actually professional and I think there's also, I, I think a lot of the people out there watching don't quite understand how much work goes into this. I think there's a major disconnect with the amount of hours and time that goes into our work product. It's not, you know, I think the, our many of our customers, when they're trying to figure out who they're going to bet on, it's as, basically as simple as waking up and saying, I'm going to bet on the Dallas Cowboys today. I mean, they really don't have any rhyme or reason or basis for doing it, whereas we're actually spending hours and hours going over you know, reading local news articles, going over the statistics, you know, we're reading articles about Tarleton state versus Dixie state, you know, and we're spending, you know, 10 to 15 hours, you know, every, every night doing this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of work that goes into it, into being a professional handicapper. And that's what our clients pay us for more than anything else is the time and the, uh, and the expertise and the, and the knowledge set that we bring. And we save our clients the time that they would otherwise have to do to, you know, do this research. Yeah. Something that happened over this past week is something that I rarely, rarely ever happens. And I took a pass on the the card and Al took a pass on this exact same card that I did. I not really an NHL guy. I, you know, we do the Mitchie puck segment in the morning, but it's like, it's more of a, you know, comedy sketch than anything else. And at least at this point in the season, because I don't have any data because I don't watch the games. So I need the data in the NHL, but um, you know, it's rare that I ever take a pass. And so it's like, that means, you know, the Jackson state versus uh, you know, Prairie view A&M. It's like, I'm, I'm candy capping that the same thing I am with the giants Rams game today. I mean, it's, it's exactly the same thing over and over again. And it's like, I think it's kind of like, you know, and I, I, we talk about this on the on the morning show sometimes too, where it's like, yeah, I'm great at Wheel of Fortune on TV. It's always my turn, you know. And same, same thing with Jeopardy. My losses don't, my misses don't count, right? And, and it's always once again, I'm always the I'm always the quickest with the buzzer, right? As well. So it's kind of uh, you know, it's it's a lot easier said than done. We will be having our become a handicapper competition. I have it um, every year, and it'll be the month of December. So um, you guys gear up, let everybody know. It's going to be month of December, and it's going to be college football, NFL, of college basketball, NBA. Last year's winner, James Clark, he's done a real nice job, and Jovan came in second, and we brought him on as well because he did. It was close, and he did a really good job. And you can see these guys, they they have gone through the ups and downs of of a year of being a uh, you know of being a handicapper, and I think um, you know those are, those are the guys to ask. Yeah, actually, I'd love to talk to James and Javon to see what they thought about their first year. And, you know, was it everything that it was cracked up to be? Yeah, I asked, uh, we asked them on the show and James generally says, he's like, it's, it's not exactly what you think because there are days where you don't want to do it. (laughs) It's like, that's, I think that's what he was basically saying. It's like, there are days that you just, you know, you don't really love it, but you you got to do it. 
I mean, I, I love doing it, but it's a grind. I mean, it's 365 days a year. We we don't have a, well, we've got three days off with the baseball all-star break unless there's World Cup soccer or something going on at the time, but it's basically an everyday thing. And that's one of the most difficult things that uh, hand, handicappers have to manage is, it's, there are no weekends. There are no yeah, holidays. It's 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 um we're coming into that time of year where it's like it really is is an absolute grind. And I think what people don't realize is like you know also all the holidays, all the weekends. We work three hundred sixty five days a year, and you know people can say you know oh you know you live in Hawaii and you do all this stuff, but yeah, but it's like I work three hundred sixty five days a year. I work eighteen hours a day. Um, exactly. I live in Hawaii. I'm pale. I haven't even been out to play <laughs> golf in, in, in a month. Yeah, you, know? you are. And it's like, I mean, I'm, I normally play every day if I can, but that's just, the, you know, the way things have been going, because on top of that, the way the, you know, the modern handicapping works, it's like, we have a whole nother infrastructure that ravels around all of that, you know? So it's like becomes even more, but well, let's you, go on to a second game here. That's awesome. <laughs> What do you got? <laughs> Let's go to a second game. Uh, talk about the New York Giants here. They're off that 24-point loss last week. And one of the things I like to do is take teams off blowout losses. And when you get a home underdog off a loss by more than 21 points, those teams are 238 and 184 against a spread that's 56.5%, including 148 uh, or 107 ATS in division I'm sorry, in non-division games. And that's the situation here when you've got the Giants playing the Rams. This line was higher earlier in the week. I just looked at a little while ago. It's down to seven and a half. So some of the value is being sucked away. But I do like the Giants plus the seven and a half points. The other thing to consider is that going back to 2017, when the Rams hired Sean McVay to be their head coach, they've got this dichotomy. You know, when they're overall, he's done a really good job. They're 41 and 32 with two pushes against the spread. But when they're off a win, they're 22-25 ATS. Otherwise, they're 19-7-1. and one. But off that win, you can see that the Rams don't perform as well. And they're coming off that Thursday win, a big division win against Seattle. So this is a letdown spot historically for McVay's teams. And I think it's a really good spot to step in here and take Daniel Jones and company uh, plus the seven and a half. Joe, what do you think? I'm not loving the Giants today. I just think they're going to struggle. I know Daniel Jones isn't um, feeling the best. They say he's playing and he's going to come out. Um, I don't love it. I think Sean McVay doesn't take his foot off the gas. I think he wants to get these blowout wins. I don't think he'll stop. Um, They're not going to go easy on this Giants team. I can't get behind the Giants today. Team's coming off of a Thursday night game. 51.1% 51.1% against the number. So it's it's pretty 50-50. <laughs> I mean, is that, it, is what it is. But the thing is, it's like, you know, some of those teams lost the Thursday night game. Some of those teams won the Thursday night game. There's really, there's not a lot to that. It's, it'd be more teams with a winning record coming off of a Thursday night game would be the stat I would be looking for on that one. But, you know, I just think that without Saquon Barkley there, I don't know if the Giants are the same. Tony is going to play, but he's dinged up. He also, they also get Shepard back. Um I don't know. The Rams, it is Matthew Stafford. So, you know, we're going to see some bad decisions. We're going to see some really bad decisions. But 
Joe Judge was a bad decision to bring in as head coach. So I don't know. This is just <laughs> early, you know, another one of these days. It's a short card today. So um, I don't know. I just think the Rams have more talent across the board. And I think Daniel Jones will be interesting to see just how healthy he is. And I think, I think against the Rams, he's going to need this mobility, especially without Barkley there. Because, you know, we haven't seen much from the Giants' backups. Well, you know, today, Mike, for fans of survivor pools, we don't we hardly ever talk about the survivor pool angle. But this year, there haven't been any upsets with teams laying seven or more points. There's actually been one, the Giants against the Saints. But that's the only one the whole year. There's 21 out of the 22 games where NFL teams have been laying seven or more points. They've won the game straight up. So it'll be interesting to see when that worm turns and if you ever get an upset, because we've got a couple of opportunities today, whether it's the, uh, you know, the Colts or the. Um, I don't know if Kansas City, if the line's at seven now, you know, against the, the, the football team, you've got the, the Rams against the Giants, but eventually we're going to, you know, get a big upset in the NFL this season and maybe begin knocking some of those people out of those survivor pools. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's going to be the Colts <laughs> knock everybody out. I, I think that will be the one. I think there's a, there's actually a few. Today is a good day for that. Usually it's, uh, those under the radar. So what do you have today at uh, pick dogs? Yesterday uh, we were four and four in football, but oh, and two in baseball. So I apologize to all who joined us for our baseball plays yesterday, looking to bounce back on the diamond today. We're still 14 and four last 18 in baseball. And I've got a selection in the second game between the Braves and the Dodgers. I've got three NFL plays today. So not the biggest card yesterday. We had eight plays in football. We did go four and four, but we also cashed our, Featured play our Mountain West Conference game of the year on Nevada. So today, just three plays in the NFL on a nice little run here in uh, football uh, for the season, 19 and nine, going back to the preseason, 23 and nine, my last 32. And I'm featuring today my NFL game of the month for October. We cashed our NFL game of the month for September with the Ravens against the Chiefs. So don't miss October's number one play. It's up at Pick Dogs Premium right now. And then I've got two other plays to round out the NFL card. And the best deal of all is to get on board for the uh, two-for-one handicapper special. Team me up with Jovan, who's uh, having another great year in the NFL. And uh, you can join us, you know, all the way through Thanksgiving or all the way through the uh, Super Bowl and take advantage of the two-for-one handicapper special. Absolutely. Uh, Just uh, a lot of good value out there today. It's a small card, so, you know, tread lightly. And I think Al usually is a good guy to help you through these NFL cards. It's like when he really loves it, he, he does. It's like, it seems like you don't have like a real, like a set amount of picks. It's just whatever fits your formula. <laughs> these are my picks. Right. And that's kind of yeah, like, I, I, that's like me. I'm the same way. You know, it's like, there, I don't there say, are handicappers. I mean, we all know which handicappers there are. There are some handicappers who will release literally every day on Sunday, three plays. Yep. Whether they like three or don't like three, it's exactly three. And I just think that's garbage handicapping. I think you have to have a methodology and you have to, when it meets your criteria, you give it out. When it doesn't meet your criteria, whatever that may be, you pack, you know, you don't give it out. And that might be you have 16 plays on one day and two plays on another day. And it's not a, I have three plays every day kind of mentality. Um, just, you know, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, I, 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 because pers- I, I personally don't understand it myself how, you know, a capper can have three plays on a, you know, 12 game NFL card but also have three plays on 120 game college basketball Saturday. 
It just it oh, doesn't. Well, you, well, you can, well, well, it you can make but but you, what you can't have is exactly three plays every day. You know, no. <laughs> you know. I, mean, I don't know. I just I just think if if you give me 120 games and you give me sides, I could play halves. I could play whatever I want. Um, you know, basically 500 500 different bets I can make. I'm sure I could find more than three if I really apply myself. Yeah, I mean, the, the more games you have, the more opportunity there is to find value, no doubt. All right. Well, that was Big Out. We're going to have him again next week, as always. And, of course, you can always get his picks at Pick Dogs. He's also on the drive through show a few days during the week, so be sure to tune in then, 5, 6 p.m. weekdays right here on our Talk podcast. to you guys. Talk to you next week. Good luck, Joe. Good luck. Good luck, Mitch. Thank you. Best of luck, Al. Best of luck. Thanks. All right. Well, that was Big Al. As uh, once again, a lot of wisdom there, not just about, you know, the specific games that he went over and the angles, but just really about betting on sports, which is really what we're all here for. Right. And that's what we do. Um, you know, we don't we certainly don't apologize for it. And, you know, I yeah, know. Absolutely. And he's killing it, though. You guys head on over to pickdogs.com for his best premium picks. He is. He's been killing it for a long time. And, uh, you know, that's that's the true test. I always say, you know, people can get hot for a day or for a week or even a month or even a year. But to do it over a year after year after year, not easy to do. Um, you know, you know, we no, no matter if you're, you know, if if you're if you're Al or if you're like some Twitter handicapper, we all have days where you just want to put your head in the sand, you know, and you got to come back, stick with what you know and, and come back tomorrow and. You know, the ball, the ball can take funny bounces on you. But, Absolutely. Uh, speaking about funny bounces, we're going to bring Chris Ruffalo in um, <laughs> next. And uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Funny bounces. I was trying to think of some witty remark for that, but I couldn't. I got nothing. <laughs> So the Jags, it looked like they ran the ball down to the goal line here, but it also looks like there was a fumble at the one-foot line, and it looks like it's Miami ball. It'll be interesting to see if they give it to the Dolphins here or not. It looks like they're not, and it's the Jags who have marched down the field with the second-half kickoff, but i got to say that looked like a fumble to me. It'll be interesting to see if he recovered it. Ball's definitely out. I guess he recovered it. Anyways, Chris, how's how are things going? Yeah, good. I had a great college football Saturday. Helped with the frustration of unloading all the boxes that we're still working through. But uh, you know, I'm ready for NFL Sunday. It's going to be a good day today. This could be one of the longest uh, moves in the history of moving. Um, I had the over on the unpacking and I think I'm looking real good on it. Yeah. What was the, what was the over under at again? A month and a half. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm still going for the under though. Just give me a couple, give me, give me a few more days. Well, it's week seven of NFL. What have you got for us today? Well, I got two plays for you guys today. The first one. Uh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know why the Bengals are getting the Rodney Dangerfield treatment where they're not getting any respect. And if you don't get the reference, Google it. I promise you, you won't regret it. But uh, back to the point, you know, Joe Burrow made some big mistakes in that loss to to Green Bay 
pair of costly interceptions, and the throat issue post-game was a concern, but I don't see him on the injury report, so it's good news for the Bengals, who are going against the Lions defense. It's been horrendous against the past this season. They're allowing a league-high 9.3 yards per attempt, 13.7 yards per completion. And, you know, Cincinnati's offensive line is as good as it's been in quite a while. And when you have Joe Burrow throwing to guys like Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, it could be a very long day for this Lions team that hasn't been doing much of anything right this season. And as for the offense, well, two words, Jared Goff. And long story short, 17 points or less in four straight games is not going to cut it against the Cincinnati team. I see the Bengals winning this one by at least a touchdown. Joe? Yeah, if I could drop my mic here, I would say Jared Goff dropped the mic. Um, no, Jared Goff is terrible. He's worse than Wentz for me. So, um, Cincy, minus the points all day long in this one. There's nothing left to say. Yeah, there was actually someone in the YouTube comments that really did not like my my Dan Campbell um, coaching uh, commentary and actually came back and really believes that Dan Campbell's a legitimate NFL head coach when um, – you know, every number, every record, and oh, they almost beat the Bears. Yeah, they had three drives that died when inside the five-yard line. Well, they almost beat the Vikings. Yeah, but they, once again, they got beat at the end of the game. That's where the coaching comes in. You know, there's a lot of parts of, of sports where the coach really doesn't do anything, but when it comes time, those crunch time, I think in basketball, right, the coach really doesn't start coaching until like the last two minutes of the game, it seems like, and that's when they kind of get it done. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's not even just Goff. It's the Goff-Campbell combo. The issue with the Bengals and the reason why they don't get any love is that statistically they're horrible. I mean, that, and that's really what it comes down to is that when you have the 25th-ranked offense in the NFL, 23rd in passing yards, 22nd in rushing, that's, that's part of the issue. You're also 21st in giveaways. So it's like these are all liabilities on the Bengals' side. And then defensively, well, they're good in points against, and that really is the, the thing that keeps them in it. They're 10th against the run in the middle of the road, 16th dead middle against the pass. So that's why they don't get any love is is because of those numbers that they have. So they're solidly mediocre. But, you know, the Lions have a way of making everybody else look better. It's the Lions. <laughs> Uh, well, for my other one, well, we've made it four straight weeks with a money line dog on the Sunday show, so I'm going to try to make it five in a big way. Now, I've said before I'm not high on Davis Mills as quarterback of the Texans, but realistically, he had his best start in his career against the Patriots last week, and you know it's not a shock considering he was going to get better over time and more comfortable. And it also doesn't help that well, to start his career, Mills was thrown to the Wolves against the Browns, a game which the Texans did cover. You know, mind you, and also he had a short week for his first NFL start. And then the 40 nothing shutout to the Bills. Well, a lot of teams are going to lose to the Bills comfortably this season. And, uh, you know, the Colts, yeah, they've played stiff competition for sure. The Seahawks and Rams in back-to-back weeks to start the year. They lost to a desperate Tennessee team in, in week three before beating the Dolphins in week four and for their lone win of the year. And then the cherry on top, that 22-3 lead that was blown in last week's loss to the Ravens. Bottom line is this is a lot of plus money to leave on on the line with a Colts team that's on a short week with, I'll say it, Joe's favorite quarterback, Carson Wentz, who uh, you know, has had a history of dealing with ankle issues. And in his career, he's been turnover prone. And, you know, adding the fact this is a division rivalry game and a loss could mean doom for both of these teams at one and five. I think the Texans is a live dog at uh, plus 375 and I'm taking it on the money line. 
Joe, what do you think? Okay. If um, the Colts lose this one outright, um, then Wentz definitely is a worse quarterback than Goff. But I don't know. I, I'm There's no way I'm taking the Texans on the money line in this one. I hate this game. The more we talk about it, the more I hate it. <laughs> Just hate it. I think it's going to be an awful game. You're right, Mitch. Wentz sucks. Texans suck. I'm not watching. I don't want to watch this. I will watch it. I don't want to watch it. I'll take the Texans on the money line um, as well. I'm with you, Chris. I, I just think betting against Carson Wentz is really one of my favorite things to do. I also think that, um, you know, the the lack of love in the comments, you know, about, you know, the Texans just makes me like them even more here. So <laughs> I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take the Texans. And I think like Al said, you know, laying double digits with a bad team is never a good idea. Never, ever. What do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs? Well, today I got my NFL Fantastic Five, five plays on the board that I love to, for today's action. We come off a nice eight and three day yesterday, six and two in college football, looking to carry that over to the NFL. So I got that for $34.95. Or, well, we always talk about the long-term passes and how this is the best time to do it because uh, all the sports are overlapping. Three days will get you MLB, NBA, and the Monday Nighter. The seven-day will get you through to next week's college football. And the 30-day will get you into college basketball season. You know, this is the greatest time to, to go long-term, whether it's just me or with someone else as part of the two-for-one handicapper combo. That's some of the best values to so go check it out over at Pick Dogs Premium. What is the Puck Dogs package? Someone sent me an email about this. Um, what is it? 239 bucks a month. I mean, it sounds, sounds cheap, so what is it? So for that's Rod and I. We're, we're putting out the Puck Dogs package. We've been... Known as the Puck Dogs since really joining the uh, the, the morning show, and uh, we were get, Rod and I decided to put our heads together and we're putting out our best NHL plays. They're NHL exclusive to that package, so there's no nothing else. It's just NHL. So if you want to, if hockey betting is something you want to dip your toe into, definitely let us guide the way. We got uh, some of our that's well, you got two of the best hockey handicaps. How many picks a day do you out. get? Or is it just your best consensus pick each day, or is it just one pick a we're, day? We're, I mean, on the, this, on the, this is the question. Okay, sorry. On the uh, on the busier days, like the the higher schedule games, we try to put out a three pack. On the games where there's, or days where it's only one to three games, we're usually just putting out a consensus. But still, some of your some better value than than buying each day individually. For two hundred thirty nine bucks a month. Yeah. Wow. Right. Oh. Okay. I don't know what to say about that. Like, I can't say it on the air. Anyways, uh, thanks, Chris, for joining us. Um, make it a winning day. And, uh, of course, we appreciate you coming by. You can see Ruffalo every day on the drive-thru at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Pick Dogs channel. Of course, he also does the NHL videos with Puck Dog Rod Zawacki. So uh, be sure to check all of those out and smash that like button. That was Chris Ruffalo, uh, $239 a month for three oh. picks a day. It's pretty good. What's that come out to? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, really, 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 like, really cheap. Yeah, it's like 15 cents. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Ruffalo math. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, 
Who do we have in next, Mitch? <laughs> Speaking of Rod's I can see your head calculating. Yeah. Speaking of Rod's Waggy, we've got to, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Rod can clear this up. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think it's I don't think this is the time or place <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Because uh, I would have to get out my abacus and explain to uh, explain to people exactly how this works in relation to everything else we're doing. But of course, uh, Rod is a regular on our on our morning show, and of course on our premium and uh, on uh, our uh, VIP show as well. Rod, welcome. Morning. So Rod gave out Iowa in the premium yesterday. I didn't like it. I didn't have a premium on the other side or anything, but I just didn't like it. Or he gave out Purdue, and uh, I Purdue. didn't like it. But you know, because I thought it was one of those plays that you know it was a sharp sucker play. You know, it's what like the Indiana, like Indiana yesterday was right, where the all the sharps were all on Indiana. So so all of a sudden they're good, you know. <laughs> but it's like, but Purdue just I guess they just really had Iowa's number, but you know, and that's really just what it comes down to. Um, you know, it wasn't anything, it wasn't like a huge surprise. It wasn't like, you know, I liked Iowa in the game. I didn't like them enough to put a premium though. That's for sure. I, I didn't think they were going to win. I didn't think Purdue was going to win it outright. Like I figured, uh, I just think for too many points, I figured it was a 10 point win all day, but, uh, we'll take it. That's why I took the points. But. To we'll me, the, to me, the sharp sucker play was, was Indiana. It's kind of like how they were all over the Cleveland Browns a few years ago, you know, and just got slaughtered week after week. It just looked like that sort of game and it, they're lucky to be. I mean, they'll argue, you know, oh, we're right there. We're half a point, all this other stuff. And you got slaughtered. I mean, it's like it was a physical beatdown. They were lucky to be there. You know, they were lucky to be yeah. there. But um, anyways, um, what, do you, what, do you, what do you got for us today? Well, we're going we're gonna to start with a, here. We're going to surprise. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions here to get their first win on the money line over uh, the Bengals here. Um, you look deep, this Detroit team, they're uh, definitely a scrappy bunch. They definitely are not just packed today and, 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 uh, they've been trying to win games and you look, uh, the Bengals actually, uh, Oh, in five in the last five games after allowing more than 250 yards passing. Um, and you also look the Bengals in the last 23 road games, they're uh two 20 and one straight up. So they only won twice in the last 23 road games have these Bengals. The underdog in this series is uh, four and one in the last five meetings, and Detroit is a home dog. They're four and one in the last five. Uh, I like Detroit here. Uh, I'm going to take them on the money line. I think they get their first win and uh, upset these Bengals that uh, everybody's humping up on, thinking uh, it's the Bengals. Yeah, they're undervalued here. No, I don't think so. Detroit's undervalued here. I think that scrappy bunch um, gets her done today and get their first win. Give me Detroit. Joe sounds like a hat bet. Uh, who do you... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to see the Bengals uh, smoke golf all day. Um, you look at Detroit; they're 0 and 5 against the spread in their last five home games against the Bengals. There is no way I'm taking Jared Goff and uh, the Lions to do anything today. I really hope Goff has a terrible, terrible day because he's a terrible quarterback. Bengals also can get after the quarterback too, and I. I... I don't, I don't see Goff. I mean, under pressure, he's even worse. Um, oh God, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. See he's that. he's gonna throw it right to the Bengals defense. Yeah, he's gonna get just to hand it off, off left, right, and center today. Watch Swift run. Rod Swift hated that Swift right draft choice. He hated right? that. So I, today he's gonna. Today I hated him. So today I'm gonna like him. You watch Swift him. go. Rod he's gonna swiftly right run right hated. on by. Here we go. Hated Swift. <laughs> hated. Is Swift still running? <laughs> 
The Cincy defense is going to cream him. <laughs> That's what they want. Nah, I'm going to take try here. Good luck. Well, then you're really going to hate the next one because uh, the next one I'm going to take is uh, I'm going to take the Giants plus the points as well. I think that's way too many points against this uh, Rams team. Um, you look at the Rams in their last 10 meetings versus the Giants. They're one in nine ATS. Because so they, they had Goff. Because they had Goff. Exactly. Come on. It's like because they had the guy you're betting on in the other game. It's, 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 yeah, exactly. it's, it's apples to oranges. It's yeah. like, you know. Giants are also eight and three their last eleven versus the NFC. They're also twenty and eight ATS their last twenty eight off of an ATS loss. Um, I think Daniel Jones comes back and and he has a good game here today. Uh, eight points too many for the Rams on the road. Um, I'm gonna take the Giants plus the points. Love it. I can't. I'm a double bet it since you guys don't like it. Yeah, no. Like, this Rams team can pass the ball. They can get it downfield. They're second in the league at passing yards. They average 28.2 points per game against a beat-up Giants team that are missing players inside and out. Like, no way. No way. Rams all day long. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you're seeing a lot of money come here on the Giants, the late money, and this is, like, New York money and – I mean, this is sucker money. The Giants' defense is just a sieve. I mean, it's not—it's not even all those offensive guys, Daniel Jones or any of that stuff. The Giants' defense is a sieve of sieves, and it's the same guys that played last week against Dallas, who really I don't think have the, as good offense as the Rams. I think the Rams have that safety net, that Cooper Cup, and you know he—he he has not been all that healthy as seasons go on, you know, year after year. But he is healthy right now, and he is that safety net. And I just—I could see him just frustrating the Giants all day. We saw the Cowboys just roll it up on this Giants D last week in Dallas, and well, I mean, you know, like as 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 Mara said, the owner of the Giants. If I was a fan, I would boo too. And I, I think that's what you're going to be doing, Rod. You're going to be throwing some things at the TV in this one. 26th in points allowed, the, the Giants are this year. 28th against the run. 22nd against the pass. And 29th in the NFL in yards allowed. Defense, defense, defense. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't see it. That's just me. Anyways. What do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs? And for me, over at Pick Dogs, I've got uh, my NFL Big Sunday ticket. Uh, we have a nice back back winning days, one Friday, one Saturday. Uh, today, I got my 10-star total of the week, my 10-star NFL No Limit Game of the Month uh, included in my in that Big Sunday NFL ticket package. Grab my five best bets. Come aboard. We're going to have another winning day over at Pick Dogs Premium. Or, like uh, you guys were talking about earlier, jump aboard the Pick Dogs, or the Puck Dogs. Uh, we've been rolling right along. We start off with a little bump in the road, uh, but we've been winning our another winning day over there. Uh, we're rolling right along. Uh, maybe the price point isn't uh, what Mitch wants to that. He's, he, you can tell by the look on his face in the last segment where it was like, what? <laughs> so quick, jump on that now before uh, that, that, that changes. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Thanks, Rod, for joining us. Of course, you can see Rod every day on our morning show. You can see him on our premium and VIP shows, as well as on the hockey videos with Chris Ruffalo and Lip Puck Dogs. 
Anyways, Joe, winding down the show. Just one more guest left. Everyone knows who that is. Um, it's Mr. Happy himself. I wore my smiley, my Brian <laughs> Bittler t-shirt today. Um, ding, 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 ding. Exu- About to go off soon. Exu- exudes happiness. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I thought it was a Nirvana shirt at first. I'm always happy when the J-A-G-S Jags, Jags, Jags are about to get their first W of the season. So it's, it's shaping up to be a good day. And we're about to argue about the same game we've given out a couple times. But I really love it. Oh, man. Are you loving Jared Goff today? <laughs> I got to admit, Rod's the Rod really had a – Rod and Big Al today both gave out a supremely great free pick. So I hate to be a copycat, Giants. but that happens. Well, it's like – I'll this, tell you what, I think, to, I think going forward, what we'll do is we'll have yeah. to sign games because it's yeah, like we exactly. missed half I think the schedule that everyone's doing the same games. Well, we, I didn't know beforehand that those guys were giving I time, understand. But anyway, for me, Head for my play, show. and I think it could easily be a premium play. I got the Giants here plus the points. They're down there starting running back, Shaquan Barkley, but uh, that loss uh, really can be dealt with pretty easily. Daniel Jones would have made a big difference today. Lots of public love here for the Rams here on the road Rams second back-to-back spots playing here at 1 p.m. Giants are a team that always seems to play around that number. Uh, Rams have played down to lesser competition going 0-4 against the spread versus a team with a losing record. Let's not forget the Giants 20-8 and against the spread last 28 games following an ATS loss. Rams just 1-9 ATS last 10 meetings against the New York Giants. Take the Giants uh, plus the points for an easy cover today. Okay, so let's look at a different angle at this game. I'm going to look at the under. Um, I believe in the Rams scoring points today. I don't believe in the Giants scoring points today. So I'm willing to hit that under in this one as well. What else do you have for us, Brian? I'll tell you what. uh, Well... I also like the Colts laying the points. So we discuss these games at non-game. Games. But, All right. Yeah. All so right. Well, what do you got be, for sale today, Brian? I don't want to be repetitive. No, what do you got uh, for got sale? Thanks. NFL Pound Zone 3-pack. You get three NFL winners for $40 at PickDogs.com. 23-16-1. Last 40 NFL plays. So check out that premium pick package or the VIP plan. Subscribe to that. I'm going to give out one of them on there. Hopefully uh, make up for yesterday's bad performance. All right. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Of course, you can see Brian every day on our uh, live shows and um, on our uh, premium packages. Well, Joe, that wraps up another show for us. We've got the premium VIP show to go. Of course, we'll be on at halftime for the early games as well as um, the late games and Sunday Night Football. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun day of Mitch and I um, here live halftime betting, you guys. So make sure you join us. Absolutely. Have a great day, everyone. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, let's make it a winner.